You have stumbled upon Stars of Tomorrow, where every Friday, I, Mr. Thrive, interview actor Samantha Labreck, who has not yet been discovered. This up-and-coming podcast interviews the up-and-coming Sam. Thank you so much for coming. It's You're a hard person to catch. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I just imagine just running down the street right. and be like, you can't catch me. And I have my net that they use to catch jellyfish <laughs> exactly. and Spongebob. Exactly. Right, exactly. Just right. with Sam posted across it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll get her. I can get her. Like, no, you can't. No, but you've, you've been busy, though. You've been working on so much lately, and I'd love to pick your brain about that. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I'm grateful to be working. Work is hard to come by, you know, these days. There's so many people doing so many things. Everyone wants to work, you know? Gotta pay those bills. <laughs> Sure, yeah. Uh, speaking, before we before we get into that, um, I just would like to say that I made my dad a promise. My dad says hi. Oh, hi! <laughs> hi, Joel! <laughs> no, because he heard that I was interviewing him today. He's like, oh, tell her I said hi. I love her. That's so cute. Yeah. Love you, Joel. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, you can adopt me. <laughs> oh. I'm your sister now, Charlie. Wow. You're, you're, you're welcome. This changed so fast. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. That's very sweet. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> okay, so I just saw that you recently released the news oh, yeah. that you are in Goosebumps the Musical. Oh, yeah. It's big time news, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goosebumps the Musical. So, yes, I am an actor in primarily the theater, so I do a lot of musicals. Ah, you're um, a thespian. All right. Oh, yes. A purebred thespian. Well, not not purebred. I, I am grateful that I do a lot of things in many different aspects of the biz. Um, but, yeah, right right now I am doing this musical, so it's a new um, show, Goosebumps the Musical, of course, based on R.L. Stein's books, Goosebumps. Classic. Is, yeah, classic. Did, except, did you read Goosebumps as a kid? You know, I was such a wimp. As a kid, I stayed away from anything horror-related. Oh, it was too scary? Probably. Oh. But honestly, I could read it today, and it'd be fine. I mean, I hope so, Charlie. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I also did not read Goosebumps as as a kid. So okay, I, good. I'm not the only one. I okay, know. Good. <laughs> I'm, like, advertising Goosebumps the musical. I'm like, I didn't read Goosebumps. But <laughs> anyway, I mean, I was very into, like, spy books as a sure, kid. Like, sure. spies. Like, yeah. I was going to be hairy at the spy. Espionage. Like, I was like, that's me. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's funny because in theater, um, it's a huge community. Like we we all love and support each other so much, especially in the LA theater community because it is so small. And I feel like you really have to love theater to be doing it in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> why not why not New York? Of course, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, so very, very connected, very amazing. Um, but yeah, this is my first time doing a show out in Orange County. I did a community theater production of Jesus Christ Superstar back in the day in Santa Fe Springs. I didn't know that. Mary Magdalene. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. Very angsty. Okay. Very rockin'. It was, yeah. it was a good time. Um, but yeah, well, funny enough, though, this theater, Chance Theater, so it's it's an incredible theater. Like, it is really, really a tight-knit family, and they really, like, took me in uh, as one of their own, like, right off the bat. Like, before we even started rehearsals, they, like, wanted to know about me, and, like, all the, you know, producers and donors and, like, artistic director and directors and actors were all just, like, so just loving, and everyone was just so excited to just be there creating theater. It was a really positive environment. So this is my first time working with them, but I have actually, this is, this is a point that I've been talking about a lot lately, that this theater I've actually auditioned for, for, for years. It's, it's a place that I've been, you know, called back for or auditioned for. And, uh, it took, I mean, this is my third or fourth year of auditioning with them, of me finally 
booking with them, which is crazy because it's like, (laughs) like, yes, it's LA theater, but it's like, there's so much competition. There's so many people doing so many different things and so many things that go into casting things. So I'm, I'm so grateful to finally, you know, be a part of this family, but it's all about persistence, persistence for sure is, I guess, the point that I'm making. Sure. Yeah. So yes, Goosebumps the Musical. So yeah, there's a lot of references to, you know, the books and it kind of brings everything together. It's very spooky, scary, but not too scary because you don't want the kids to like scream and cry and like faint or like, oh no. Okay, that's true. We're going to have like five-year-olds in the audience. Let's just make a musical that ruins their childhoods. Oh God. (laughs) Oh no. We're like, monsters are real. They are under your bed and they're coming to kill you. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. Even saying it out loud. I'm like, no, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. So Goose, I'm like, <laughs> like talking about Chance just because it's such an amazing theater, but sure. Goosebumps the Musical is, it's set in a middle school where they, there are these kids who uh, are di- auditioning for the school play. Very like show within a show, very cute and meta. And I am playing Miss Walker, the drama teacher. Wow. So yeah, it's me and my children. We're that is all... very meta. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, you're playing a drama teacher. I'm shocked. Right. Like, I know. This is, this is my future, everybody. <laughs> Me when I'm like 80 years old. I'm like, sure. okay, it's time. I'll settle down and, and teach the children what I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's super cute. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. We just started rehearsals for that this week. Um, and it's super fun. That so. sounds incredibly fun. Yeah, it's super cute. You brought up something earlier that I'd like to touch up on. You talk mm-hmm. about this welcoming community, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm incredibly relieved that it is a welcoming community. Mm-hmm. Because you hear these different stereotypes and stories about like of course. it not being a welcoming community. Cut it's very out. exclusive. It's mm-hmm. very, oh, you're new? Well, you have to earn your stripes. Sure. You know? But then you also talk about uh, the competitiveness. And I wanted to ask, what's your experience with that competitiveness? That competitiveness? Have you ever been on uh, the short end of the stick uh, with that? And what does it take to kind of get past that? Yeah, I mean, there have been many many shows that I have not booked, you know, because I was beat out by the competition. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about these successes, but of course there's, you know, one success for every, honestly, like 20, 30 failures, it feels like. It's, it's, it's rough out there. But I mean, as far as competition goes, I mean, me personally, I I just, I I focus on myself and I, I, I really like do try to, um, just be very open and very just kind of like, just like loving to my community because we're all doing something that's very difficult. It's very difficult to put your whole self, um, you know, especially in, in acting, it's, it's very personal, you know, it's your entire being, you know, you're inside, you're outside, you're, you're all of it. You're like, I'm giving this my everything. Do you want it or nah? (laughs) And then you get the answer and it's like, oh wow. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it can definitely be hard, but I, I just find that understanding that we're all doing the same thing, like we're all in this together, we all experience all these different things, and we all have so many different things to bring to the table. Like for me personally, it's like everyone that I know, like, yes, you can be the same type as someone or you can look like somebody, but ultimately everyone is unique and you're not going to bring something to the table that, you know, someone else can just because you're you, you know? So it's like, Everyone has their own thing. You know, there's only one you out there. So there's no reason to, you know, get uppity or get upset or things, you know, if things don't work out your way. And there's always another show. There's always another gig, you know. And if if this is your true passion too, you know, even if things don't always work out the way you want, it's like you believe in it so much and you're, you know, so committed that it's like, you know, there's 
just that's just what I think. There's always another show. There's always another gig. Like there's something for everybody. Like there's there's room for everybody. Everyone's gonna have their time to shine. So, yeah, that's kind of my my view on it. How long did it take you to realize that there's room for everybody? That that I guess you need a thick skin, and I guess maybe even just how to train your thick skin mm-hmm. to become thick. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I I will say there are gigs that it's like you know a a show or something that I've been like dying to do and I've auditioned for multiple times and it's that part where I just like oh I just want to like sink my teeth into it and like do it and then you know it I try and don't get it and it's like it it of course still hurts but it's more just about wanting to like express and like just be a part of something bigger than yourself that you know is going to be amazing but yeah I I guess, I mean, it, it took a long time to get here. I mean, you know, I've, I've been doing theater specifically since, since I was five, you know? So it's like, it's always been a part of my life. I've always been auditioning. I've always been, you know, air quotes up against, you know, people for, for, for parts and things. But I think once I realized that, um, with casting specifically, I'll get a little like actory here. With casting specifically, like casting directors and directors who are casting things, there are so many factors that go into you getting a part or not that are just so out of your control. It's like all you can do is bring your best self and, you know, be positive and do your work, you know, come prepared, like do everything that you can in your power to, you know, get a part or, you know, audition for a part. And then everything else is up to them. So it's like, as, as long as you do your best and you feel about, you know, good about what you did in the room, like you're good. So I think when that kind of clicked with me where I realized, you know, it, it wasn't the fact that I didn't, you know, get a big laugh on this beat that I had been working and I was sure it was going to nail. It's like, no, maybe I was like literally an inch too tall because the guy that was playing like the romantic lead you know, is this tall and they're, they already cast him and they, or they want a blonde instead of a brunette, you know, things like that. I think once I realized that, like just kind of taking the sort of just like nitpickiness out of it and just understanding that there's so much out of my control, that really helped me just kind of understand that I'm a just do me, whatever happens, happens. Like I'm gonna keep working, like do my thing and it's all good. It's all good. But then you, you do really have to be persistent and like see outside of that. Cause it's, it's very easy to get caught up in things and say, oh, well, am, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Do they like me? Do they not like me? Am I, you know, pretty enough? Am I tall enough? Am I, you know, talented enough? But there's so many things that go into casting. It's, it's insane, <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah, that's kind of, that's, I think that that was kind of a breakthrough for me. I have to commend your, your confidence <laughs> because I, like I, I consider myself a, a confident person, as I said in the last episode, uh, episode seven with Dana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an arrogant person. I know all this to be true, <laughs> but I don't know if I could ever handle the, you know, like 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 what you said, the thirty failures to one success mm-hmm. ratio. Sure. I don't know if I could handle that. Sure. Because that it's it's something that that gets to you. It gets to your self esteem, and I, I don't know if I would ever get to the point of confidence that you're at now before I would give it up. And so for actors like you, I always tip my hat to you guys because you guys go through so much to get to where, to get to success. You know, the there's that classic iceberg picture that you see in those motivational mm, posters. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, for the little tip you see yeah. and all the work beneath the surface. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 even though it's super cheesy, I'm like, wow, that's actually, that's pretty relevant. It's mm-hmm. pretty real. 
and I, I, I experience it with this podcast, you know, for uh, sure. The, the amount of work that goes into the podcast, uh, is, is something that is, is challenging. And for the little tip that you, that people get to experience above the surface, I'm incredibly thankful for. And I realize that that's what it's worth. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, so I can relate a little bit, but I've never been, um, at that point of being rejected so much and maybe mm-hmm. I'm just not there yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. I mean, I think for me, it comes from knowing that I can't see myself doing anything else, you know? So it's like, e- even if, you know, I, I don't get that part or, you know, like I, you know, go, go a couple months without a show or something or any amount of time. I mean, I know many people who take hiatuses or like, you know, year or like have kids or like do all these different things, but then they always come back to it because they know that that's where their passion lies and their soul lies. So like, I think that's where it comes from for me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. So, you know, getting a couple no's yeah. to, you know, the, the one yes is worth it because what, what else am I going to do? This is sure. it. <laughs> and and in your timeline of all the work that you've done for theater and even, you know, acting in film and whatnot, I'm so thankful and I feel so privileged to have been a part of a small fraction of it. Oh, that's how, for those of, for those of you listening, <laughs> that's actually how Sam and I met each other. <laughs> uh, we met each other at Oak Park High School mm-hmm. in uh, in theater. Mm-hmm. And freshman year, y'all. Yeah, throw yeah. it back. Right. Do you remember the exact <laughs> moment uh, of meeting each other in freshman year? I don't. I was trying to think about it. I couldn't recall. Oh, you know what? I'm like so bad with that stuff. Right. Like I same. Yeah, because when we did Mary Wives, right. Like sure. that was the that was the Shakespeare show that year, she, and it was a big deal if you were like a freshman casting the show, and we were casting the show because we're cool freshmen. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't even care that it's gonna be an awkward sound. I, I'm high fiving you for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was sick being a freshman and casted in Mary Wives of Windsor, and as Sam knows, that's where uh, I will thrive came from. Oh yeah. As uh, I, I mentioned this earlier when Charlie and I were talking, I knew Charlie. Also, okay, wait, wait. Before we get into thrive, so I call you Charlie, mm-hmm. and I don't call you Chad. Yeah. I think that also happened the same year. No, it did not. Oh, it did not. No. Okay, why? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we, okay, we're getting, let's get into all of it. Let's do it. Let's Let's... get into it. So, (laughs) I'm taking over. (laughs) I want the history of Charlie is This is Samantha Labreck's Stars of Tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I thought, because we had a science class together yes, freshman year yes, with Mrs. Handfinger. Oh my God, I totally <laughs> forgot about I her. I haven't even thought of that name. Wow, this is just the name segment. I love it. I'm all <laughs> about it. Um, also, my last name is Lebrec, which looks like barbecue, and everyone calls me the barbecue, including yep. Charlie. Yep, every just now and then. a little tidbit about myself. Um, <laughs> so we were in Mrs. Handfinger's class, and I remember, I think I remember hearing your name during like roll, and she was like, oh, Charlie Volk, and you're like, here. And then like later, you're like, actually, I'm Charlie. Chaz, or, or or just just something where it was like I I like to go by Chaz, and I was like, okay, Charlie. <laughs> I think just that kind of like stuck. I, I'm sure I called you Chaz at some point, but did, it's just funny. When you heard that, did you turn around and say like, who's that freaking star back there? <laughs> <laughs> like okay, Chaz. Like yeah, Chaz. Like yo, bruh. Like cool. Sounds good, Chaz. <laughs> so let, let me tell you. Let me tell you the story about like my my little identity crisis. Okay. Um. So what happened was. In elementary school, this dated back all the way to elementary school, mm-hmm. I I had a best friend named Charlie Vermeulen. Okay. And we were in the same class. Mm, the worst. But the problem 
wasn't that we were in the same class. The problem was the teacher. Oh. Because she would call him Charlie number one <gasps> and me Charlie number two. No! Yeah. As a, wait, middle school? No, the elementary. elementary. Elem- that's even worse. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're both bad. So oh. elementary school, yeah. like, having anything attached, like, number two to your name. Right. I like, was number two. I was Devastating. I, I felt so insulted. And so, I, I don't even remember what, what teacher it was, um, but I was I was pretty upset about it. And so I brought up to my mom one day, like, mom... This is terrible. I'm Charlie number two. I'm going to be Charlie number two forever. And she said, well, let's go through the list of nicknames. Oh, Oh. okay. So we went through this list and it was like, you can go by Charles. I'm like, no, no, Charles is too cute. I want to be cool. Okay, okay. Um, (laughs) Too proper. Too proper. Uh, uh, What about Chuck? Eh, no, not quite me. What about Chaz? That's interesting. What about Chad? No, I don't want to do Chad. That's a a douchebag's name. Wait, does Chad come come from Charlie? Uh. Chaz is uh, short for Charles. Oh, well, Chad, but Chad, though. I don't know where Chad comes from. Oh, interesting. It was Chad just like, comes let's from just a fraternity th- that, <laughs> that bleeds whiskey and hazes, <laughs> hazes pledges. Oh, God. I don't let anyone call me Chad. <laughs> no. If no. my friends want to mess with me, they start calling me Chad, and like, sure. it's okay. But like, if I don't know you, it's, it's like a weird thing. I get like, uh, sorry, no, no, don't call me Chad. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. With, yeah. with me, like, someone's like, hey, lady. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's me. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> okay, so Chaz. So then what happened was uh, like, Lori. so I started going, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> Love you too, Lori. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then what happened was it was open house night mm-hmm. at the school. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was beginning to hand out everyone's homework back to the parents. Mm-hmm. And the God, teacher like was sitting on the edge of my seat. Right. Like, and so the teacher, the teacher was passing out everyone's homework based on the students' names. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents didn't know that I was now Chaz Volk in the school mm. so what happened was uh as they were as they were passing it out like will will kelly's parents come up will will charlie vermulen's parents come up all right will chaz's parents come up and then like it went dead silent and my parents didn't know and no that, one got up right no one got up and like <laughs> well sorry i don't know if anyone heard me but will chaz's parents come up still no one got up chaz volk and like the parents like oh okay and my oh, kid Volk. is chaz so they didn't know <laughs> that i had turned into chaz and oh, lo and undercover. behold, yeah, <laughs> lo and behold, they come home and they're like, who's Chaz? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's my new identity, mom. Okay, right. deal with it. I'm a new person. <laughs> but then I had to figure out like how to like change the culture of getting people to call me, go from Charlie to, to Chaz. Totally. That's weird. And I think that's why when I, even in high school, I struggled with it mm, uh, mm, to like, oh to like <laughs> that's why it took a little while for me to like say to Miss Handfinger. Uh, actually, it's Chaz. Oh, you know? yeah, Miss Handfinger. <laughs> actually, I have a frat name. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. What is your frat name? Oh well, I mean, we are given pledge names. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, like, you're, I, you're... I know nothing about Greek life. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> in college, I was in Alpha Epsilon Pi, the international Jewish fraternity. Oh yes, yes. And yes. our our fraternity had a custom of giving pledges pledge names. Okay. Uh, nicknames. So, so pledge. Okay, wait. A pledge is when you haven't gotten in yet. Yeah. A pledge is like those are the guys who get hazed. Okay. You oh, know. God. Hazing. Uh, but we, for the record, my fraternity actually did not haze me. They would challenge us on a mental level. They would put us in scenarios that made us think. Uh, but they didn't, they didn't ever physically harm us. They didn't do anything stupid and crazy. And, and the, and the brothers were there for me. The brothers proved, uh, that they were not the typical band of fratty beer guzzling dudes. Yeah. You know, they, these were gentlemen. Okay. 
You know, okay. I, I was really pleased with that. So what was your name? I was the penguin. <laughs> You're like, I was Charlie number two. I hate that. Yeah, actually, you'll see, you'll see right there. <laughs> the my, penguin? My, the penguin on one of the paddles right there. In my, oh, I in see my it. Room. I yeah. see it. Yeah. Oh. So I was the penguin. And the reason why I was the penguin was because uh, when they would have a new pledge meeting happening, mm-hmm. uh, they always asked us to come in formal wear. Mm-hmm. For some guys, formal wear formal wear meant like just wear a windbreaker and uh, below that wear like a button up shirt and a tie mm-hmm. with like slacks. That's fine. But I went all out and I wore a three piece suit with a fedora because I was fresh out of high school of theater course. and I was like, you had a fedora phase. I did have a fedora you phase. D- I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh man. The good days. You everybody. know, you know the thing, you know, the moments of mine that I'm not proud of. <laughs> You're like, let's not talk about that on my podcast. <laughs> oh, Charlie. No, fedora no, no. Wearing I, I did have a fedora phase. Uh, what other phases? I had a leather jacket phase. I think that was around the same time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I w- did I have any phases? I was going to ask. I was always cool. <laughs> That's God, not true. I, I say that so sarcastically, y'all. I was drama club president yeah, and I was very proud of it. Yeah. No, I loved being on your on your cabinet for you the were, drama. You were on my board. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm on, I'm on something now. Oh this my god! Cool. On this episode, Sam and Charlie reminisce of the high school days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oak Park High School was what a time. I think we were a part of a really great generation of kids. We came after yeah. another great generation of kids, For and we, sure. we had like the right role models. I feel like definitely, we were, we were like good kids, and we actually like. I mean, the drama department specifically, because that was such a big part of our high school yeah. lives. We actually cared. We cared yeah. about drama, right? We're like, no we want this to be good right we want to love each other right bunch of little hippies <laughs> so cute oh man yeah we were very hippy dippy weren't we good times uh like like the one tradition that i guess it's not secret to talk about is the circle mm-hmm. right before theater act like the show actually started we yes. all get together and do our uh lovey-dovey hippie stuff it as was, a warm-up yes warm-up circle before and that sounds show. very wrong now that i say it but no <laughs> it's it's no that's that's something you do i mean in in any level of theater i mean it's maybe more like opening night for like professional theater but for a lot of i mean like even when i did like kids theater or like now as an adult if i like work on kids shows yeah i mean just something you do to just kind of like get everyone warmed up and excited but in high school of course everyone's just like i love you we're all you're gonna be friends forever what are <laughs> what are some of the circle experiences that you've had uh beyond a high school theater because you know i guess i did know that other theater companies do that Mm -hmm. but i i didn't know to what extent and so i mean it it depends on how close a cast is but i mean it's kind of like an at least in in my opinion an opening night or closing night kind of powwow um where you're just you know you just kind of like take a second to like understand like this show that you've made and all the work that you've put into it, you know, up to this point, we're now going to like share this with the world and we love it so much and we just want it to be, you know, great and just be happy and enjoy ourselves um, and hit all our marks and get all our notes and, you know, everything. So yeah, it's, it's, it's more like that, that kind of thing. We just kind of like take a second and you just look around and go, oh yes, this is why we're here. Let's do this. And then we cry. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, but yeah, no, there, there are tears of joy. That's I remember, pretty much it. I remember tears of joy in my my circle experiences. Sure. Oh God. But I'm. I, I was gonna say me too. But I'm like a crier. I cry at everything. <laughs> I'm so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I 
I just feel everything. I'm definitely like, I mean, not that I'm like an empath, but I'm definitely like empathic in the sense of I definitely like absorb people's emotions. Sure. I, I like feel it all and I take it in. So I feel things very strongly and very right. intensely, whether it's my emotions or somebody else's. So if I'm in a space, I mean, there, I'm sure there's so many people who can just relate to this feeling. But yeah, just if there's a lot of people feeling things that are very intense. Um you know, I'm like right there on board. So I, I just get emotional if I'm happy or I'm sad, or like, I'm like crying. Sure. <laughs> yeah. As an actor, you have to be open I'm, to those emotions. You know what? Emotions. You're absolutely right. That's... Not, just, not just act them out, not just imitate them, but to really, you know, feel them to get a more authentic performance. Oh yeah. No, you definitely have to be very emotional and very open as an actor too. Because you, you never know what, what you're going to deal with. Like, yeah, I mean, I've dealt with so many different roles. I dealt with so, like, a spectrum of things where it's like, whoa, you really got to, like, tap into, like, these experiences that this character is going through. And it's like, it can be intense or it can be really, really joyful. And, yeah, no, you got to gotta feel it, bruh. got to right. feel it. <laughs> Do you ever have moments where, like, you have a mental block and it's hard for you to, to get into that emotion? Sure, sure. I mean, I... I would say probably the hardest times where that would happen would be if I was like, if I had something going on in my uh, personal life that was very, very intense, like something that was very, that was like hard or like, you know, scary that was, that was happening. That was the only time where it kind of like takes a little extra time to, you know, like kind of get, get in the zone and get into character and do what you got to do. But I think for me, like I, I kind of look at where I'm at and I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm here, I'm doing what I love. Like, I'm so grateful to be, you know, a part of something that I'm excited about. Like, you know, like I said earlier, what, what, what else would I be doing? So I, I, I always kind of have, have that, that perspective and I'll kind of, you know, hone me in and, and uh, get me ready. But, That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, to a certain extent, acting is your therapy. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like when I was a kid, like if if there was, you know, something going on at like school or like, you know, if I was I mean, like we've 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 all had moments where we're like, you know, bullied or like kids are just, you know, teasing you for like things or just being stupid and you're, you feel sad. But I knew that I was like going to be able to like have rehearsal where it was like, oh, it sounds Aww. so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Wait, that's really sweet though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, theater has always been like a, a huge light in my life. And I mean, obviously like theater specifically, because that's what was you know available as a kid, like doing so many, you know, community theater shows and like kids kids shows and things yeah it was always like well it's okay because like you know get get to go to rehearsal and like you know we love it there like i've got a show or got an audition or something yeah no that was always that was always a really really great thing that i could always look forward to yeah yeah it sounds like it (laughs) earlier going back to one of the the first things i i kind of delved into Mm -hmm. um you talked about an open community that is supporting mm-hmm. or at least can be because mm-hmm. it's not always like that sure but um have you ever had the experience of a, a tough love situation in that yeah i mean i think in my immediate experience um because i i'm an actor so i i am non-union technically so i am eligible for SAG and I'm eligible for for equity I'm I'm an AGVA actor um because I worked at Universal holla shout out Horror Nights <laughs> hey do it that's a bucket list of mine <laughs> work at Universal Studios for to, Horror Nights to do it oh yeah. man you've gotta that is a job that you need to be like mentally 
physically, really? like emotionally, like strong. You got to be prepped for that. Really? So that, those like two, two, three months, I mean, this, this is a couple years ago. Shout out to any scare actors or her, who are uh, listening. There's so many of us. I'm sure there's somebody, but um, yeah, no, it was very intense because it, it's two, yeah, I think it's like, like two months. Yeah. That, that you're doing these um, scare shifts that are, you know, at least, let's see, I, I would get there maybe like three or 4 PM and I wouldn't leave until about 3 AM. Wow. So you, you have breaks every other hour or so just kind of depending how intense your like scare is, but it kind of turned my world upside down because I would be working those hours on weekends. And then I'd also be like serving during the week. So I, cause it wasn't, it wasn't enough money to pay my rent and to pay all my bills and to pay, all, pay all my expenses. Sure. So yeah, because it was it was a great job, but there's so many of us, and it's 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 just crazy. So yeah, that was very intense. I'm sure. so grateful for for that experience. Universal is you know a great company to work for. I I definitely felt very you know appreciated, and they they're they're very much community oriented. Oh, that's good. Well, that's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. So no, that was that was great. But anyway. So I've, I've had experiences, yeah, where I've kind of ha- had to stick up for myself as an actor, you know, and like putting in, you know, long hours or a, a lot of work. And, you know, there, there are instances where maybe, you know, you, you don't get treated as, as fairly as you should because you, you don't have, you know, there's, there's no one sort of protecting you per se because I mean it's hard you know the starving artist role is real you know and it's it's hard to make money and and make sure you're you know paying everything just on acting alone when you're you know kind of I've I'm I'm like right before that like push you know I so we're 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 still making our way but um yeah I mean it's mostly just kind of respecting yourself and knowing your worth and knowing, you know, when projects are worth your time and when things are worth your energy and making sure that, you know, things that you're doing, ultimately, like, the, the, that there's more positive coming out of it than negative. Or or that you're learning something or, or you're taking a step to grow. Like, that's that's always been kind of my path is, like, the, the next step I should always be growing. You know, you don't want to stay static for too long. You want to yeah. make sure, you know, you're making more money or you're doing a bigger part or you're working with this company or you're, you know, doing this this thing or whatever. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of what I've I've been focusing on is is – yeah, just looking out for myself, you know, when I can, obviously, if, if you take a show and a contract is in stone or, you know, that kind of thing, it is what it is. But yeah, but nothing, I I can't think of any specific experiences right now or sure. it was like I was beat down and I couldn't <laughs> get up. No, you know? no, no, I wasn't <laughs> expecting a, a Rocky Balboa moment. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I just, it takes a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. It really does. If, if, if you were to give uh, the one, like one piece of advice to any starting actor, actress out there, what would it be? I mean, I I would say definitely be true to yourself, like number one, because there I've, I've had so many like coaches and like directors and you know things try to like kind of mold me into something that I'm not, and it was just it just made me you know, sad when I was going out for parts that, 
you know, I wasn't booking because they weren't right for me. And that could kind of get me down. I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, well, you know, you, you can't do it all. You know, <laughs> right. like I, yeah. So I, I guess like definitely be, be true to yourself and look out for yourself and know, know your worth and know like, there's always going to be another job. There's always going to be another gig. Like it's okay. Like this one show is not the end of the world. Yes, it would be great, but there's going to be another round of auditions. There's going to be another national tour. There's going to, you know, or, or episode or, you know, sequel like film. Like, you know, in, in my opinion, like it's all going to be okay. But, um, yeah, persistence too. I, I would say if, if, if you're going to be in this business, you, you have to understand the that you do have to take everything it comes with, which is, yeah, the trials and tribulations and the ups and downs and just knowing if this is what you want to do, do it. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> the business aspect of it definitely interests me because you kind of, as an actor who's not union, which is a great majority of actors out there in the mm-hmm. entire world, you have to become an entrepreneur and find your, find your ways of networking, mm-hmm. find your ways of promotion and marketing, and, and, and ultimately just... Uh, you know, find find the right balance that that works for you in terms of staying true to yourself. Sure, and that's so difficult. Yeah, I mean, any actor I think can relate to this because I have you know friends who are SAG and friends who are Equity and friends who are you know doing all these crazy things and like it, it's it's still hard to you know get work or get out there or I mean once you're doing it long enough you you know who who to go to you know who's casting what you know what's gonna get you where but um. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you're definitely a business. You, you are, it's just you, <laughs> too. Sure. I mean, like, yes, you have a team. Like, I'm, I'm very, you know, grateful. And I love my, my, my agents. I have, I have a commercial agent and a theatrical agent. But even then, there'll be times where I'm like, oh, man, like, I really want to go out for the show. You know what? I'm just going to, you know, submit myself for, for something with, without stepping on any toes, of course. It'd be something that maybe wasn't as lucrative, you know, as other jobs or something that my agent wouldn't submit me for. Anyway, but yeah, I'm, I mean, you do have to know how to market yourself. You do have to know, you know, what type you are, what you're good for. Like, that's definitely been a focus of, of mine, like, the past year or so. is like, really honing in. It's like, okay, what do you do? What, what, and, like, playing to your skills that you, that you like, too, that are, like, fun to you. Like, I realized myself, I mean, I've never been a dancer, like I took maybe like tap as a kid, but as a musical theater performer, that is a huge part of the world. Obviously you've got, you got to be a triple threat, but I realized like I was beating myself up so bad, you know, after these dance calls that I was going to were dance classes too, because I realized my heart just wasn't in it. And so that was like a, a kind of decision for me where it was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to kill myself over a dance call. Like if, if I have to go, you know, I'll like go and like do my best, do my thing. But definitely like <laughs> I'm an actor singer through, through and through, you know? So I've, I've found that I'm definitely catering um, my career to, to my skills. And I'm so happy. I'm like, you know, doing parts that I love and doing shows that are, you know, that, that fit me that I feel good about. (laughs) But I will also say it is good to broaden your horizons. It is good to strengthen your skills that are weaker, but that's, that's just kind of where, where I'm at now. Right. But yeah, knowing yourself and knowing, you know, what, what you're good at, how you're going to plug into the world is, is very important. (laughs) That's awesome. I, it sounds like, catering to your happiness is kind of the priority. I mean, maybe maybe not for 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 covering, you know, for paying the bills and whatnot. 
Mm-hmm. But but for, for when you're actually out there on the field doing what you love, you really have to make sure you're doing what you love. Uh, I remember in Oak Park High School, Mrs. Wilson had really wanted us all to, to nail this one move. And me, who had never danced before, who's mm-hmm. not really athletic to begin with. Which show was this? This was Fiddler on the Roof. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe you just saw my awful dancing and you know exactly okay, what I'm talking but about. but you were Laser Wolf. Okay, but on the other night... As a freshman, everybody. That was pretty freaking cool, <laughs> I gotta say. Once an old man, always an old, old man. Old <laughs> man till the end. Yes. <laughs> That's so me. good, so good. Okay, but, yes. <laughs> but like, I remember uh, I tried doing this dance move that Mrs. Wilson really wanted us to nail, and it was like one foot pulls the body and the other foot's just dragged behind it. It's like some crazy Russian dance move. For okay. Like, this is the nights where I wasn't Laser Wolf. This is the nights when I was uh, an extra. Okay. Because it was double casted. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't do it, and she would always say, come on, you just got to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's not helping. I don't really know what to do here. Oh. So her solution was to put me in the back. <laughs> well, I'm, and honestly, I mean... <laughs> honestly, probably best for the show. So I, I respect that decision. Yeah, you're like, okay, I, I know where my strengths lie. Yeah. Being laser wolf. <laughs> yeah, I was laser wolf, not the, not the Russian bottle dancer in the yes, back. Yes, totally. Oh, uh, that's cute. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying, though. What's something that you're not too familiar with that you would love to learn? Fire breathing. You're kidding me. <laughs> no. Um, Please. I mean, that would no, be no, cool. No, no, no. I want it to Moulin happen. Moulin Rouge is on Broadway now. You never know. You need a brunette fire breather. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I can juggle three balls. Wow. I was in juggling club in middle school. I was... That's three more balls than I can juggle. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if that was a... <laughs> what? Did I make that a weird joke? No. Hey. Well, no. Uh, uh. No. Anyway, so I was the only... I was the only... Me- I can't... I'm like embarrassed to share this. I was the only member of the juggling club and uh, at Madeira Creek Middle School because the band teacher was the uh, leader of the juggling club and I loved her because in middle school, I was like the girl drummer because I played drums in uh, elementary school. So once I moved to like the Oak Park School District, um, I was like new kid on the block and I was like, ooh, band, that's where I like love, that's where I thrive. And sure. so I was like the girl drummer doing that. Anyway, she was like this amazing, beautiful band teacher and she was the leader of the juggling club. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to learn how to chuckle. Like, this is it. And I was the only one that stuck through. And what did I do? I learned how to MF and juggle. So I can juggle with three balls, but I feel like that on a resume, it's not as impressive as like, I can juggle seven bowling pins or like eight small children and a watermelon. You're still a badass though. (laughs) You still are. (laughs) You know I put juggling and whistling in my special skills column. Whenever they ask yeah. auditions, I'm like, those two things I can do very well. And I get compliments <laughs> on them when I do them. So <laughs> here we are. That is awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. <laughs> One thing I've always wanted to talk to you about is, so, you know, leaving high school, our high school really put an emphasis on going to college mm-hmm. after. And they, they had the counselors, you know. Uh, very academic. Very academically, you know, meeting up with us. And consulting us, like, what, what's a path that you want to go to? Oh, mm-hmm. you like this kind of environment? Maybe you would like this school. You know, I think they did a really good job of looking at us all individually and, and, and checking us out. Oak Park High School was really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I were both set 
to go to San Francisco State. Yeah. I was like, so I, I don't know about you. I was, I was like a fine student, you know, I, I like got, got my grades, had at least like a, I don't know, 3.2. I'm like, what's a GPA? But yeah, like I was like a fine student. School was fine, but like theater was always like what kept me going. Like I, I got good enough grades so that my parents would let me do one, two, maybe three shows at once sometimes. They're, did you really do that? I did. That's so cool. Once I got a car, they were like, well, do it, do it. It's game over. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, thank you. Bye. Like after personal, okay, after my show, after, yeah. <laughs> I, well, okay. I think I was, I was choreographing a kid's show and then I was like in the high school show and then I was doing like a community theater show at the same time. So I think, I think that was the, the extent of it at my height of, of my career at, you know, 15 years old, 16 years old. Um, so, so yeah, so I got into San Francisco state. I think I got into like San Diego too. It was like applying to Cal States. Cause I was like, Oh, college. Like that's, that's what you do. Yeah. And a big thing too, with my parents, because they, neither of them went to four year university. So it was, it was like a very big deal to them, especially my dad. Hi dad. Love you. Um, that we went to college cause we could, you know, it's like, we're able to, so you should, that's, that's what you do. So yeah, I got into San Francisco state. I was all pumped. It was going to be a theater major. Um, and you were film major. I was a film major. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, things took a turn. They did. <laughs> I was sad. Oh, I was sad. Cause I, I pictured like running down the dorm and like, <laughs> like Sam, Sam, I got to tell you something like just having that kind of like. Closeness. Um, but then I, I saw you turn not coming from San Francisco State into a good thing. Yeah. So, okay, yes. Yeah. So, basically, I didn't go to... Spoiler alert, I did not go to San Francisco State. So, I realized... So, y'all, we had, like, paid for everything. Like, it was... I, I was I was ready to go. It was, like, August before we were going to leave. I, had like, toured it. We got up there. Like, I was like, I'm doing this. And then I realized it's just like this light bulb went off in my head that I was, I had only really applied to college because that's what everyone was doing. And that was, was what was expected. It's like, well, yeah, you went through 13 years of school. So you're going to continue that. So you can actually do something with your life, you know, with, with your education. So I'm like, okay, like that makes sense. I see that in my brain. Cool. But yeah, when I realized that I was doing it just because everyone else was and not because I wanted to. And I'm really not someone who like gives into peer pressure. You know, it's, it's, it's not really, I'm like, I don't, I don't really follow where the, where the crowds, clouds, le- crowds leave, lead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know how to speak. I, I didn't learn English either. <laughs> who needs that? Um, so yeah, once I realized that I was doing it because I was supposed to, not because I wanted to, was when I decided that I wasn't going to go to school. So I've been doing theater my whole life and I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And I had already, you know, started to build a network out in Los Angeles, you know, doing shows in, you know, out in LA. It was in shows like out in like Hollywood or whatever, or in Hollywood or in the Valley, like out, outside of high school. So I, I knew that I didn't want to stop doing that. And I wanted to keep building what I had already kind of started to. And as far as theater goes too, like in, in my opinion, for, for where I was at, I didn't feel that the, the money part too, it was like, you know, don't really, you know, come from a lot of money. So it was like, uh, it didn't, it didn't make so much sense to like, you know, go to school and spend so much money on this thing that I was already sort of, you know, 
doing, starting to do. So yes, so I did not go to college and instead I got a serving job, <laughs> my first serving job at 17 because I was a little, little younger for my class. And then uh, I, I, I worked for a year and then I, I moved out. So when I was like 18 or 19, I think it was like my, my 19th birthday was when I, I moved out to LA. Um, to Koreatown, shout out to K-Town, and then started just kind of pursuing it and and acting and doing shows and finding an agent and, you know, building my network and meeting the community and all that good stuff. So yes, <laughs> that is the story. I didn't know that, Charlie. You wanted to skip down the halls, like yeah. slow motion, like dandelions flying in the wind. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't <laughs> want to frolic down the dorm hallways with you know, like, a, like a flower girl at a wedding Yeah, <laughs> and then knock on their old friend's dorm room door <laughs> say hi but like, sam i took my first shot I'm like charlie yes good for you that was that is true i didn't i didn't drink until college i me neither i really didn't, i didn't yeah i mean well my like real life i guess right like, <laughs> yeah i know i know what you meant no i, I was i was definitely a goody two-shoes i was like yeah no I'm not doing any of that that was a very oak park high school thing at least in the theater department, maybe mm. not with like the sports kids. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. I know that they partied. Yeah, sports. And then like when I first like saw like alcohol being drank at a party, <laughs> and like the setting it was like at first there was like this edginess to it, and uh -huh. it came with this vibe. Of course. And then I bought into it because I was like, I want to be cool. <gasps> yeah, pressure. actually, I you don't fall under peer pressure. <laughs> no, I no. do. I definitely I, did at the beginning. <laughs> no, I did not mean to shame you. You were obviously no, no, like, no, no, no. I, that's, yeah, kids, kids, you want to be. Right. Even with the cool kids. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I was just scared. I was like, no, I got to go home. I'm going to call my mom. Bye. Right. <laughs> that's sweet, though, that you have that kind of a close relationship with your family. <laughs> It is, though. It is. Well, I don't know if I necessarily called my mom. There was alcohol at this party. I think I just got in my, my rabbit and drove away. Right. It's like, I think I'm just going to go home. I remember your rabbit. Oh, good times. Yeah. Yeah. Best car. Best car senior year. My yeah. little My little rabbit. My 1980 Volkswagen rabbit. I always felt, I, I, I got to say, I always <laughs> felt like so, like, impressed and at the same time, like, like sad because like in that moment I didn't I realized I knew nothing about cars mm -hmm. and I was like oh, <laughs> God she's so cool I'll never be as cool as that <laughs> I remember you I think it was you yeah or you were with someone yeah. that got a flat tire and I was in Oak Park this is so random but I re I remember like I had just gotten the rabbit and like yes I like worked on cars like with my dad that was a big part of like my like teenagehood um, and I was like the firstborn my dad's like she's going to be at the protege of the, I don't know car <laughs> car thing so um and it's like old beat up car it was like the perfect project so I just remember you like called me and you were like hey we got a flat tire you're the only one we know who can fix it come help us. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I've made it, y'all. I'm like a flat tire. Psh, move over, boys. That wasn't me. I don't think it, <laughs> it was, was me. It was definitely you. Oh, I, I remember like 100%. There was really? also a time where you helped me with my car because I was always working on my freaking car in the parking right. lot. There's always something like wrong with it. Right. And I remember like I didn't have a stick that held up the hood. So you came over and you're like, I got you. And you stood there and you like held my hood open. That I, I remember. Yeah. That I remember. <laughs> oh. I do not remember the flat tire thing though. I do, because I, that, that was like a pivotal moment for me. That's when I became like the car girl. <laughs> the car guru. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very sweet, very sweet. With the car you have now, do you still get the chance to work on it? 
I, oh my God, I, my car now, I'm driving a Honda. I'm a basic biatch now. I had my rabbit and then I had an Audi and I was like, oh yeah, like I love my German cars and I got a freaking Honda. No, I got it because she's very reliable. My dad calls her the golden goose because she's like grandma gold, my like Honda Accord. It's, it's, it's insane. But yes, no, I mean, I, I know how to do many things. So if I'm stranded on the side of the freeway, I'll, I'll be okay. And AAA is a thing. So. Yeah, AAA is a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome that you're so prepared. I'm not. Yeah. Like, like one thing that did happen was, uh, this happened like maybe, God, was it like four months ago, five months ago? Mm-hmm. I was driving and I was almost home. Mm-hmm. Almost home. I was oh 10 minutes God. away from home. I was oh no. so close yet so far. Oh, no. And suddenly I hear, <sighs> and suddenly the whole car starts like, uh, vibrating, I knew right away that like, mm-hmm. oh god, one of the tires popped. Yeah. And I pulled over to the side, and literally, I could see the exit, the off ramp, uh. to my house. Ugh. And I, I was like, uh, hey, I called up my parents, like, hey, my tire is definitely flat. Mm. And then. What do I do? Oh my god! I was I mean, on... yeah, no, it's just like it's stressful. Right, like, it was stressful. And if you're alone, you're like, oh god. And and my dumbass didn't even know I had a spare tire in the back. Oh no, Charlie. And. And then I realized, like, after all this, like, like okay, I just need to prop up the car and then put a new spare tire on. Uh-huh. Like, maybe I should know this and maybe I should have the tools for it, but sure. I don't. No. I'm very I'm... unprepared like that. <laughs> I mean, with technology. I mean, like I said, you got AAA. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I just, like, like recently I wanted to change my own oil mm-hmm. for the first time. I was wow. so excited about that. Uh-huh. But then we didn't have the right tools for it, so we couldn't do it. We were going to do it at work. It's kind of a whole thing. We did like a whole like makeshift. Oh. We Yeah, I was at work and no- nothing was happening. And so... <laughs> On the clock, what should we do? Change my oil? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I had bought the oil. I had bought all the things that my friend, my coworker told me to pick up. Okay. And we... <laughs> We we like in order to get the car up on like like to give it space to to, to get underneath it because mm-hmm. it's like it's like a it's basically what I have a Honda Civic okay you know Hala Hondas I'm Hala part of the Hondas Honda family now. uh we there's like this little ramp where they like a loading dock uh-huh. and we put only one of the tires on the loading dock so the car was now like kind of shifted up sure on sure its, on its side a little yeah, bit yeah. to get under it and then we didn't have the right sized wrench to like oh, loosen a certain bolt no. and we had to stop it. But it was like, I was like, I was so excited. Who was supposed to get the wrench? Gary! (laughs) The plan is foiled. I was so excited. I was so excited. But this is where I just don't know anything about cars. Well, you know, here's the thing, Charlie. You still have a car. It still has oil and an oil pan. And you can still change your oil. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to teach me? There are still, oh man, just come over. I'm like, all right, Charlie. We're getting greased up. Let's I, go. I would be so down. You don't understand. I want to learn. You definitely, you wanted me to teach you stick in high school. I remember that because my car was stick. I bet everyone right. wanted me to teach them stick because right. I was like the kid who knew how to drive stick in like 20, like 12. That's, so still, like, that's still Greek to me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely a learning curve, but uh, so funny. So funny. Good times. That's amazing. Good times. So you got goosebumps mm-hmm. coming out, which Goose is really exciting. When is that? When is that coming out again and where? Uh, October 4th at the Chance Theater in Anaheim Hills. Tickets at chancetheater.org. Very cool. That link will be in the description of this episode, by the way. Great. Uh, What are some of the movies that you work on? So this year I worked with, oh, I call him the Tarantino to my Samuel L. Jackson. He hasn't really accepted the name, but I think it's very fitting. So I'm going to continue to call him that. Alexander McKee, my dear, dear friend and 
director and frequent collaborator. So we've been doing uh, uh, films together for, oh my God, I think I was maybe like 15 the first one I did with him. I yeah, just turned 24. Right. Oh my God, it's wow. almost 10 years. Wow. wow. Um, also, an actor reveals their age. <laughs> I think that's so silly, but it's just kind of funny. Kind you of guys funny. heard nothing. <laughs> My age range is um, 18 <laughs> to 37. <laughs> yeah, do you guys celebrate uh, birthday ranges? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like your cake has like multiple numbers on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just 18 35, quirky mezzo soprano. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I, this year, we worked on a film called Room 106, which as all of his films are, was a thriller horror so i played a maniacal goddess demon named olivia wow that name is not very maniacal or menacing it's kind of like i'm the devil named olivia right i wasn't expecting that but I, <laughs> yeah. it's subtle it's subtle yes. i give him that yes well it's a uh, very like paranormal and i actually olivia oh i'm not sure if i can say you know what? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've said my character name before. So I've, I've done a film before as Olivia, but you kind of have to pay attention to realize that it's it's the same. It's the same person. Oh, it's the same person. they're connected. They're connected. Whoa. It's it's a character that I've played before in a film called Here Be Monsters. That was like a cannibal film. That I was remember like that a, movie. Yeah. Also horror. Very cool. Weirdly yeah. enough, I was hungry after that movie. Yeah. Just no, kidding. I'm kidding. I was like, I want to eat a child. He's so plump. Like that's like one of my lines. And Charlie's like, Ooh, hot dog sounds good. Like, yeah, I could go for some fried chicken. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did. <laughs> You're laughing at my food choices. Yeah. No, after that, I just ate a casual fava beans and Chianti. What? What? <laughs> what? Who are you? Who am I? What fava? Beans? Oh, that was just a. That was just a. Um. <laughs> Uh, Sounds of the Lambs. Oh, it was a reference. Oh, God. I'm not cool enough to have gotten that. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously. Hannibal Lecter, (laughs) but I will say he uses great seasoning. Anyway, continue. Yes. So so we did Room 106. It's a short. It's so cool. So interesting. Very challenging role. I had one day that I worked with Alexander on it, and it was... Basically, there were different versions of this goddess demon who was kind of controlling the humans in this scenario. So I was just kind of going back and forth, you know, as like, you know, the really like scary demon, like the sarcastic demons, kind of like the good place. Like, like not, not that I'm t- like talking about it, like it feels like, like like the good place, but it's not a comedy. Right. Um, I love the good place too. So good. Yeah, so fun. So good. <laughs> um yeah, so we we did that. It won a ton of awards. It won a lot of really cool things. Um, uh, Alexander got nominated for for director. I think he may have won. Um, but yeah, it got into some like international film festivals too, which was really cool. And yeah, so she does just a little comedy. She does a little drama, scary demon horror. Just look at that. You never know what you're going to get here in Los Angeles. I've been watching, I've been noticing your performances since high school, obviously, but yeah. really noticing them lately, uh, you know, with all the work that you've been doing, and I gotta say, you are incredibly versatile. Oh, thanks, Charlie. I know I feel bad. I was I was kind of kidding, but thank <laughs> you. No, I mean, I I'm I'm very grateful that I've even gotten the chance to play such different roles and and in such different mediums. You know, as far yeah. as like film and stage and 
you know, like commercials and like, you know, so many, so many different things. Um, yeah. Thank you. If a producer or a casting director or anyone of any authority to cast anybody uh, wanted to contact you, what would be the best way to reach out to you? Um, I would say my website oh. would be the best place. So you'll probably see my name somewhere in this episode. So samanthalabreck.net. Want, want. Someone got .com. Don't go to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, samanthalabreck.net. It has all my information there, all my uh, my reels and photos and everything that I've worked on. So you can see that all there. And information for goosebumps. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of her information will be in the link of in the description below. Um, to wrap up this episode, I'm going to ask you the traditional question I ask everybody mm-hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. What will you be famous for? Oh, oh man. Being on time and being a good person. I bet. <laughs> Honestly, though, very important. Um, I don't know. Stay tuned. I, I, I will say fame is not necessarily the goal. I'm, I'm just hoping to be able to, you know, be, be happy and, and do this career, um, and, and, and be fulfilled. Samantha, thank you so much. Guys, if you want to contact her and check out her most recent work, it is samanthalabreck.net. Sam, thank you so much. Thanks, Charlie. Chaz. (laughs) Charlie number two. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) No. (laughs) This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs>